The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Hey, come to you live on tape on this Thursday, January 12th. It is wild card weekend, everybody. The playoffs are here. We have made it through all 18 weeks. All of our fantasy seasons just went straight into the toilet. Unfortunately, we had covered that. And so now we're just seeing what we've got in our gambling stockpiles and our bankrolls ready to march into playoff territory. We've got a total of, what is it, six games this weekend spread out over three days. What do you think, Chris? Are you a fan of having the best game of the weekend or arguably the best game of the weekend on Monday night? Well, that's, they're just trying to get ratings, right? That's what they're doing? Yeah, well, if you listen to some content generation People were talking about how the ESPN was making a huge push and fighting tooth and nail about getting the Cowboys-Bucks game on Monday Night Football. And I got, I got no problem with it. I mean, I'm used to having, you know, usually the Saturday-Sundays be it, but Monday night, I'm all for it. I can't even remember. Did they do Monday night last year? I thought for this wild was the card first weekend? time. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember it being on a Monday night football. Uh, on no, Monday night. I think that, yeah, I think this is the first year. I remember reading an article about it and because of the whole Amazon Prime thing and, and them wanting specific rights to specific games. And I, I, I who knows? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. But, I, I just haven't listened enough this week that I, I, I know exactly what's going on. I've been uh, sick under the weather. I, I actually, I don't think I've listened to, I'm going to listen to one or two podcasts this week. So. Uh, I've tried to keep up with all the injuries, but uh, I just uh, I just cut you off there. You were about to say something. Oh uh, no, I was just with with all the news. The biggest news is the YouTube TV getting the. That's the rumor is that they're getting the rights to all the games next year. It, is it a rumor? I, I thought it was pretty much done. Right? I mean, well, I mean, it's a rumor till till the contract is signed. I think. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I would imagine that it sounds like that is pretty much set in stone. And now we get to see... Now, I have not seen nor read, but I would imagine that they'll probably fine-tune the direct ticket now to do numerous different offerings. I would imagine there's going to be like the full ticket where you can get every single game every single week. I imagine there'll probably be team tickets where you could probably buy your team specifically focused on people that are out of market that, you know, you're a Raiders fan, but you, you know, you live outside of Vegas, you want to get everyone, et cetera, et cetera. And then I I would think, wouldn't they just do a, like a single game ticket too? You know, two bucks for a game. You want to see, you know, X uh, oh, game I'm, it's not I'm on. sure. I'm sure they're going to do something different than, you, you know, DirecTV was just, they were old and, raggedy and they just wanted their money like that was it they were just in it for the money 
Well, you know, they were trying to, I mean, it, that thing got lofted up there how many years ago? You know, they redid the contract 10 years oh ago, God, I think they, it was. They, but they it made started. So, they made so much money on that. It started so long ago. I mean, I can't even remember when the ticket first started. But, I mean, it's just. The NFL definitely under, what, what, or uh, DirecTV definitely underpaid for what the value of that was. Uh, maybe originally, I, you know, I, I think at this point, I think all of the uh, broadcasters are just simply overpaying for uh, the broadcasting rights, but they're, you know, weighing the loss against, uh, you know, the profits they make in whatever way. Uh, I don't, I know. Yeah. Whatever. You know, it's, it's like an open, it's like the wild, wild west right now because streaming has completely fucked up all of broadcasting. So... All of these mega corporations right now are really battling. If anybody, you know, was listening to the financial markets today and all the news, it was all about Disney, because I guess there was, uh, I, I guess one of these guys who's a big stockholder or something was trying to get on the board and they didn't want to let him, and he was, he did some kind of proxy vote to get himself on the board or something, and, and everybody was, you know, and they were wondering if he was going to try to overthrow Bob Eager, who's now the the CEO or whatever. And uh, and the whole thing was focused on you know bad moves made buying Fox for Disney and, and their streaming isn't working and not profitable and then you listen to everybody else and none of the streaming's profitable it it's just not um, you know that's why cable was so beautiful I mean yeah you paid for it tooth and nail but the cable companies they just made money hand over fist you know because it was a monopoly so uh, but the the opposite end of that, not a monopoly, is this streaming wars bullshit, and uh, you know it's just crazy. It's you, know, you have YouTube TV, right? You were just telling yes. me before that you have it. I have Direct TV Stream. There's what Fubo TV. There's Sling TV. How many did you consider before you, you know, honed in on YouTube TV? Oh, I I, I really only looked at YouTube TV because our son. Uh, watches a specific program on YouTube, and so it was very easy just to make that decision. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, it was built in and, for and, you. And, right, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I do DirecTV now, which has changed names three, four times, but originally I did play uh, PlayStation View all the way back in the day, PS View. And that was our first streamer, and that's when I first got rid of cable. And that was like I think like forty, forty-five bucks a month. And then I joined Directv now, which is now Directv Stream, because they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll do it for thirty-five bucks a month." And I was like, thirty-five bucks a month," and that's what it used to be. And now I think with the HBO that I that I have attached to it, I think I'm paying like a hundred and ten now, thirty-five to a hundred and ten. And that's probably over the period of I want to say six years. I mean that's fucking insane. insane. Yeah, we don't even have we don't even have uh, any uh, movie channel because we pay for other things like Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime Prime Video and Disney. So I, I didn't even I didn't even add any of the the premium whatever you call them movie channels. Same, same. So I, I mean, and you know as. You mentioned Prime. Prime is what got us going uh, down this road. But they have Monday Night Football this week as one of the playoff nights, which is a bonus. And I, I think we are both in agreement from what you have heard. And I what I, I, I don't remember my memory is that it is the first Monday Night game there. Maybe there was one last year. I, I don't remember it. I'm not going to look back now. But 
it's uh, it's probably the best game of the week. You know, you got Cowboys Bucks. You ended on Monday night, which is great. So you go back to work. It's Martin Luther King. Well, you won't go back to work depending on your job. Um, because it's Martin Luther King Day, so it's a federal holiday, so if you get to kick back and relax, you got a long weekend here, and uh, otherwise if you do get go to work, you get to unwind and watch some football on Monday night. So um, with all that said, how's everything down there in Florida? How's the fam? Everybody's doing good. How's CJ? Yeah, so far so good. Just uh, he got over his uh, you know, seven-day fever, uh, and Oof. he's back to school. Brutal. I remember him. Ear-related or just a regular fever? No, nothing related. No, no. Uh, God, that word keeps ex- uh, escaping me. Um, he had no symptoms. Uh, he just literally just a had a fever. Yeah, and we couldn't figure out why. But maybe it was the that the HF uh, uh, hand foot mouth thing I, that that's going around. I, uh, I, I don't know. There's eight million things going around. It's crazy. I, I guess the kids are battling that. They're battling the RSV or whatever, uh, you know, and then there's COVID. Yeah, he else. definitely he definitely had RSV back in uh, uh, Thanksgiving time. I not a not a doubt in my fucking mind he had that. So, so I, not, to break from it, um, I have uh, CBS Sports HQ, which did a revamp of all of their uh, their app, I guess, because now all the graphics look different. But they have up there Derek Carr's goodbye to the Raiders. Is he pieced out? Did he uh, did yeah. something happen today? Did yeah, they, he did they release up, he him put, or he just said goodbye? He said on Twitter he, he'll be moving on after they sent him home. Okay, so th- th- they didn't cut him today, though. This is just some kind of social media no, thing they, that dropped. They're not. They're not going to. They're going to try and trade him first. See if somebody can do a sign and trade. Uh, a, a, a trade and renego- renegotiate because his contract is like he's due to make forty something million. Yeah, I mean, I, you would imagine as soon as they got rid of him and benched him this week, that was the end of it. Here's Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn just blowing up CBS Sports HQ. They redid everything here on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, I'm pulling for for HQ because I actually like. Do you watch it all that much or not really? I do not. No, I'm not. I I, I turn on ESPN for a little bit. It's just when we get home from work, it's usually get Christian to bed and take a shower and play some video games for an hour and go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a guy. I, I mean, I do that at the back. You're end of past. The night. You're past the the age where like you have to come home and worry about you know what the kids what what mood the kids in or dealing with a pregnant wife again. You already went through that. No, so. yeah, I'm done. <laughs> that shit's way in my backyard. You will never hear me uh, talking about that stuff again. Because that's what I think of that. No, no, <laughs> we're done with those days. Um. Yeah, but no, I mean, CBS Sports HQ, it's kind of like the, it has an old school ESPN Sports Center feel when they just did highlights and small little bits and it wasn't all opinion and Stephen A. Smith all up in your fucking face. And so, uh, you know, I'm pulling for it to have some traction and grow. I don't know if it ever will. You know, I mean, dedicated sports apps seem like they're, uh, you know, they're destined for failure, right? I mean, that's why they've been holding on to ESPN and not breaking that off because I think. Disney's afraid that if they break that off in its own app, then you're going to see numbers just, you know, sink through the floor. But anyway, um, so here we are, uh, Wild Card Weekend. Uh, we can get into it. We'll start with the big games. I mean, usually we do the four downs. We'll just toss that for this week because there's only six games here. So we will, uh, and I don't have any of the stats last week. However, uh, just spitballing it and, and doing it real quick beforehand. 
we uh, we both did pretty good. I mean, I think on I did not pick the early games, the Saturday games. You did, and I think you said you went ten five and one, correct? Yeah. Last week, yeah, and I ended up going. I did not pick those games, but I ended up going ten and ten three and one. So uh, I was good. Although when it came down to gambling, uh, I got completely smoked. <laughs> Because of the Cowboys. Cowboys screwed me. Now, in my own personal account, and I should have thought about this when I did the show, but it just slipped my mind. I had, uh, you know, Buffalo, Dallas, and then Minnesota, Cincinnati, and I Minnesota and Cincinnati individually, and then I had them together. And so Dallas was the last game going, and I had everything else won. So in my own personal account, with the Dallas T's, they were only one-point favorites. So what I ended up doing in my personal account is I hedged it by doing a money line with the with the Redskins. Redskins, right? Which ended up paying out. I, I didn't I didn't even think about that when I did the broadcast. So I'm I'm taking the L on this one, um, which I wish I'd thought about that because I I had money on the line for two forty. About 2400 and so I could have cashed in. But anyway, so uh, I ended up losing, and that brought me down to 10-5. You hit that Miami game, but then you lost a couple of other ones, the Green Bay money line game. And I, I, liked, I liked Green Bay to win that game. I liked the, the Detroit on the line, but, man, I cannot believe Green Bay lost that in that spot. They should not have. They, 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 they blew it at the end there. I, I mean, that was a huge loss. I mean, you know, Rodgers at home. I mean, how does Detroit pull that out? And I've been shitting on their coaching staff all year long, and it's like they're trying to make me eat crow by the way they finished there. And I <laughs> then I listen to people. Like, Aaron Glenn had a great second half of the year. I'm like, oh, fuck, shit. I've been shitting on them, but uh, anyway. Yeah, you just don't like the Detroit Lions. It's fair. I mean, I don't know. I just don't like the coaching staff. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that they turned it around halfway through the year after the first half of the year was so bad, I, you know, everybody wants to pat them on the back for that. I don't I don't know why they start off so cold for so long before they turn it around. But, I mean, whatever. It's happened before. You know, maybe next year it'll be different. I doubt it. It'll probably start off the same thing because they're going to have to figure out what to do with golf and everything else. They, they, they still got paid millions of dollars to coach. So Yeah. I mean, they, they, they won. We lost. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with my brother in my basement, so uh, fuck yeah. me. Anyway, uh, so let's get in here to uh, Wild Card Weekend, Week 19, if you will. Um, and we, I'll let you call the uh, the big games. We'll do the two, and then we can just rip through the rest. Like I said, there's six games over the three days. So which one do you want to start with? Well, now that, first off, now that we're into the playoffs, I have those two bets going from... Uh, I believe it was like week eight of our podcast. I remember when you did the world, the world cup bets, which didn't turn out. Yeah, which no, they did not. But the part of the world cup bet, and I'm not sure of the date. It must've been. I have all the weeks here. So you're saying it's week 18. No, it was like week week 10. Yeah. Week 10 or week 11. Well, what, oh, yeah, what? It was, uh, yeah, it was uh, Super Bowl, and I got the, the Niners uh, at plus 850 to win the Super Bowl. Was that before or after the injury to Garoppolo? It was before. I mean, this is this is week 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 10, week 11. Oh, okay. In, All right. It was after week 10, yeah, so he was still playing. Uh, and then I also, at the same time, I got, before Christmas, I got... 
the Niners to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for plus 2,500. So that's a good bet, too. Yeah, for sure. And I heard that being talked about actually quite a bit this week, the San Francisco 49ers, that is, as there were people talking about that when Purdy first went in there before he had his first game and Garoppolo went out, the 49ers' odds popped uh, or dropped, you know, however you want to think about it. A lot, yeah. And uh, people just hopped on it only because it was kind of the the St. Louis Rams factor, right? You know, Warner goes, you know, or whoever, Trent Green goes down, Warner goes in. There's a shot that it turns around and actually works out for the better, you know. So there are people talking right. about that. So I, that's why I asked if you did it before after the Garoppolo injury because oh. I was wondering when it was, so. I don't think Garoppolo was injured in Week Ten. I could be wrong, but maybe I, I don't know. Well, I think you no would remember. No I think you would remember why you why you made the bet, right? If you it was it. it was like right after it was like a week or two after. Didn't they get McCaffrey like Week Eight, like halfway through the season? Uh, I forgot what the trade deadline was, but I mean, you would know that. Oh, I made the bet because uh, you know Purdy was going to be the quarterback and end the odds spiked up and so I just took a whim on it but that's not why you did it yeah I, I it. wish I wish but I got still, the, the, no go ahead there's still good bets no I yeah I, I I'm I'm more excited about the I I think I really lucked out with the Kansas City San Francisco I mean there's a long way to go but San Francisco Kansas City Super Bowl it's I mean it's very much looking like that's a that's an opportunity. Well, especially if Philadelphia is banged up, uh, well, at least Hertz is banged up like he appears to be, um, because that would obviously take some of the wind out of the Philadelphia Eagles sale, and then you would be stuck with, I, I mean, you know, what teams? I, you know, the 49ers, Vikings, Cowboys, Bucks. you know, I mean, I, 49ers probably would be in the driver's seat should Hertz really be banged up and not be at 100% going forward. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I like those bets. And Kansas City, I think, is the best in the in the AFC. Um, I know people kind of like the Bills. Bengals have got some talk, but I still think it's Kansas City's to, Kansas City's to lose. Um, so, all right. So where are we going here first? Name it. Uh, sorry, I do not have what, – what did I write down first? It, it must oh, be yeah, the, you the, had it uh, – you know, my brother sends me via uh, – via notes on Apple, uh, what he likes, and I just didn't have it pulled up, and I uh, threw it to him when he was uh, relying on me to have the stuff in. So, yeah, um, it's LSA. I got I got the Chargers. Uh, we, we could go to the Chargers first. Well, that's, that's fine. That's yeah, probably... that's, a, that's a Saturday night game. That's a Saturday night game anyway. So we will uh, fly down to Jacksonville, or as they say now, barf. Duval County, okay? So we're going to go to Duval County, which I'm, I'm tired of that one already. You know, I, I mean, the market couldn't hold a team, couldn't hold any interest, and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know, they're doing some kind of marketing with Duval County, which I thought was going to, like, such a joke. People were going to laugh it off. And now people have, like, embraced it. Like, I'm talking, like, media and all the rest of it. They're like, oh, we're going to Duval County. It's crazy down there. Like, is it Duval County? Jackson, like, is Jacksonville Duval County? Yeah, I, I, obviously, because that's why they've been, you know, branding it as such. So I, I still think it's kind of. I would. I never knew that. I, I literally never knew. I, I didn't either until they. St- I started seeing the Duval County thing, and I couldn't figure it out. And I, I guess, um, from what I've seen, it was just a marketing thing by Jacksonville to try to generate some kind of momentum with their fans. 
So, and it seems that it is stuck. So, anyway, we're going to Duval County for the Saturday night game. This one is going to be on NBC. So, uh, I would imagine they're going to have the same team do both nights. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not going to look here. But, anyway, so NBC's got this game. Chargers are going to be facing off against the Jags. Chargers are going to be the road favorite by a little less than a field goal. You got two and a half here. The over-under is 47.5 points. The uh, lines are courtesy of DraftKings pulled at about 5 o'clock on Thursday, January 12th. The gambling stats that I mentioned will be courtesy of the Action Network app pulled at the same time. So like I said, Chargers, two in the hook over the Jags on the road. Tickets, 58% are on the Jaguars, 53% on the money pool. And the Sharps are going to come in on Jack on Jacksonville. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, 47 and a half was the over under. That is the second highest total of the weekend. Uh, and I don't know really what to do with this game, to be honest. How did you see it? Because I'll be honest, I am not impressed with the Jaguars. And I was almost a little shocked the Chargers were only two and a half point favorites. Well, they got, <clears throat> they they got, their asses handed to them in week two or three by them. Oh, don't care. Uh, week two, I mean, do you really put any stock in that? I don't, but you know the players do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. I mean, maybe for sure. You I played. Mean, sp- we both played sports our whole life. You know going into a matchup against somebody that, like, we fucking smoked their ass, I, you I, know, however long ago. I love and, smoking ass. Smoking ass is my thing. Um, I don't know. Do you really think that, like, this, the second, third week in September, <laughs> that people are going to remember all that? You just said you love smoking ass. I know. Thank well, God nobody li- listens to this. Well, well, that was the joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> These guys listen. They thought it was funny. I, I mean, sure, of course they do. Well, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't it matter? That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Why wouldn't it matter? Just because it was so long ago. I, I mean, you know, I, I guess. Sure, for, I if, you're, I, you if you're talking about like. Teams are barely the if, same. If you're talking about the 38 to 7, you know, whatever the fuck it was, something like that, you know, absolute throttling of that team, then no, the, the, the score's not going to matter. But the victory sure shit matters. Yeah, I, I just think that the Chargers were such a different team in the beginning of the year that I doubt that um, they would even think about that game being reflective of who they are currently. Um, I mean, they, they really I, – I mean, I thought the Chargers were dead in the water, you know, halfway through the year, and then they kind of pieced together, and they had a really solid end of the uh, run here. I don't know why Staley played the players he did last week, which has been covered, you know, eight times uh, from Sunday at this point. But I think I would have done the same thing. Really? Like the whole time or go that hard? I mean, I, I do. I, and you're risking an injury. I get it. But you're also keeping your guys in shape for a very, very competitive game coming up. Uh, I mean, I, you know, you lost, obviously, Mike Williams as a result, which will have a significant impact if he can't go. I've heard he is. I mean, dude, he could be walking down the street to get an ice cream cone. And and fucking throw out his back. Yeah, he, that, he just that's true. He's just he's just I, which is which sucks because 
even just the presence of him on the field changes how teams defend them. But the craziest part about Los Angeles, and I don't want to spend too much time on this game, but the craziest part about them is they set the the all-time NFL record from, this is what I heard, from uh, uh, CBS or ESPN, for the most rushing yards allowed yards per carry. Okay, against them? The worst, yeah, worst rush defense in regards to yards per carry in the history of the NFL. Something like 5.4, I'm I'm making up a number, but it was obnoxious. Yeah, well, their their defense is not great. Uh, It's ranked 16th DVOA, and in terms of their rushing defense that you were referencing, right, Um, the rushing defense for them was, where is it here, 29th. 29th out of 32. So, I mean, almost dead last, right? And so yeah. you're, you're going into the playoffs featuring that kind of rush defense. Now, the question becomes, can Jacksonville take advantage of that in some way, shape, or form? I mean, Jacksonville has not... Jacksonville's money down the stretch here has been going with Lawrence and, you know, him being able to make plays. Everybody's talked him up. My question to you is, from what you've seen of Trevor Lawrence, do you think he's as good as everybody's making now? And I'm not talking about potential. I'm talking about his current state of gameplay. Everybody's making him out to seem like he's like Joe Montana and that he's been playing super good. I I haven't seen it. Have you? No. Right? Like, I mean, he's been okay, but I think he's been lucky in certain regards as well. He's been more lucky no, I mean, than I, good. No, I, I, I definitely don't think um, he's like. I, I don't know. Is he top twelve? Sure, I guess. I, you know, is he top five? No, of I, course not. People just keep talking. They'll take like one throw that he makes, and they do this with Herbert too. They take like one throw that he makes, throws it on Twitter. Can you believe this? Can you see this fucking pass that he made? Oh, unbelievable. You know, like, how do you compete with that? It was like, yeah, look, yeah. it was a really great throw, you know, or He's a really not... great play. But, I mean, it doesn't happen consistently. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like Pey- Peyton Manning in his second year, we were like, he's top five in the NFL. Uh, Andrew Luck in his second year, we said to ourselves, he's like top five in the league. Like, those guys are the are kind of the category they're putting this guy in. And Trevor Lawrence is really good. Don't get me wrong. We, we've known that. I remember saying it to you last year that, Yes, he was on a horrible, horrible team, but there were some throws that you just mind-boggling yeah. about how good they were. I remember discussing it, sure. And I think that's what they're... I don't know, maybe they're helping build the kid's confidence. Fuck knows. Right? You know, he's he's not top five. That's the, that's the shit truth. There's, there's about at least, I'd say, six guys I would rather start... I'll go back to the Rich Eggy question. Uh, I... I would rather pick six different quarterbacks than him, at least, to start a franchise with. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm, I'm down with that. So then, if that's our opinion of him, you know, well, it might differ a little bit, but we're both pr- probably more on at least his current play negative, that side of the spectrum. Is he going to have enough here to win at home against the Chargers? Who, I mean, I don't think it's really arguable. They're the better team, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yes. So better quarterback, better skill position players. I mean, Eckler, Eckler's quietly had a great year. Eckler's number one running back in the league. I know. That's what I'm saying. But it's quiet. Nobody's talked about it. Like, you haven't heard Oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's it's very quiet. He's mainly because he plays on, you know, all the way out on the West Coast. And I feel like a lot of the – I just feel like we're on the East Coast, so we don't get nearly – he doesn't get nearly as much press as he might in the local papers and shit over there. Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I, You know, obviously we don't know. At least the local media might talk about him a lot, but at least from the national. I, you know, I, I, fantasy people have talked about Eckler only because he's produced a ton of points, but he really hasn't gotten the press that uh, you would have thought out of a year that he had statistically. Um, but they have him. And then they have, uh, then they have uh, whatever uh, Williams, who's going to be out, or maybe he plays. Who knows? Um, and then Keenan Allen. So I just think across the board, Charger a better team. Um, you know, maybe the Jaguars pull something off. I mean, the Jaguars should have lost to Tennessee, right? I mean, not not that that was a that wasn't a fumble. I think it was a fumble, or you know, it was a fumble returned for a touchdown. But Tennessee just had to run the ball out and then play some defense. Punt, play some defense. Just don't throw the ball there. And I think that they're good, minus that interception. Uh, yeah, it was like a playoff game for sure. And that kid, uh, Dobbs, he played really good for you know for, for what he, I guess, is. He's really not that good. But he, you know, he, he fit in that offense pretty well. And for being in that... Uh, uh, organization for only two weeks. He, he played pretty good. Yeah, he played really well. And I I don't really blame him for that, the strip sack or, you know, whatever. I, again, I, if I'm Mike Rabel, I'm not, I'm not having him throw that ball. I'm just going to try to run the clock out and I'm going to punt and I'm going to play some defense and I just, I'm not going to make that call. But anyway, um, so here with the Chargers and the Jags, what are you going to end up doing here? Uh, I love the Chargers. Uh, in fact, I believe... Checking my notes, I believe that's my best bet of the week. And we were talking beforehand, and I said I was going to probably make that my lock as well. I was originally looking at San Francisco, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but as you mentioned, there might be weather in there, and then that big that big uh, number there in San Fran. I think Chargers at two and a half. They just got to win by a field goal, right? And if we talked the way that we have about LA, we think that they're going to win. So. Um, I'm going to be with the Chargers, so uh, the two of us are going to be on the same side of that one. Um, now, where do you want to go next? Uh, I mean, there, there's two games. There's Dallas and Tampa, and then I also threw in uh, the Giants, Minnesota. I, those are the three. Be- the, these are the three best games: the Chargers, the Giants, and the and the Bucks are the, are the three best. Okay. Games of the week. Well, with that said, I'll I'll uh, commandeer the ship here because we are not going to talk about the Giants as one of the two big games of the week. I'm sorry. So we will fly from Jacksonville across the Panhandle over to Tampa Bay, where we have our second second both Florida teams. The, right, this is the first year ever I think that all Florida teams are in the playoffs, or the first time in I don't know how many decades that all Florida oh, teams. I- that, that, I didn't hear that. Oh, I yeah, they were talking that, about but... that one this week. This is the, I don't know, about the first time ever, the first time in X amount of years that the uh, that all Florida teams are in the playoffs. Uh, but here we go, Jaguars, Bucks. they're both home dogs. 
So the Buccaneers right now, two-and-a-half-point dogs to the Cowboys uh, at Raymond James Stadium there in Tampa. You have an over-under sitting at 45-and-a-half, which I was surprised because the Cowboys, they've really given the Cowboys credit for points uh, this year, and this is the, the third highest total of the entire weekend. So at 45-and-a-half, I imagine they're expecting a little bit of offense, probably not as much as I thought they would have expected. So I guess they're expecting a little bit out of the defenses here. Uh, Cowboys favored by two and a half. The Sharps are going to be on the side of Dallas. Tickets are going to be on the side of the Bucks, as is the money. Right now, the money pool is pretty significant, 71% on the side of Tampa Bay. Looking at the offenses and defenses, DVOA, you're going to have the the Bucks' 16th offense going against the Cowboys' second-ranked defense, and then you're going to have the 15th-ranked Cowboys' offense going against the 13th-ranked Bucks' defense. So that's the short of it. You know, this is Brady's possible last game in Tampa, if you want to believe uh, what everybody's talking about and who trying to read the tea leaves. Um, I don't know. I- I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward Tampa Bay here. Yeah, me too. Um, unfortunately, I think Dallas is – they're kind of reeling. They're, they they are a very, very good team, and a couple weeks ago you would think that they might be the best in the NFL, and – I don't know. They're just it's mainly their defense that doesn't that that hasn't produced up to the level that we know that they uh, what they can do, right? Yeah, I again, last week completely shot me at least in the show because it I thought for sure Dallas was a lock at one point. I did not think that Sam Howell was going to be able to go under center for Washington. And have Dallas, who needed, you know, the Giants to beat Philadelphia, which, you know, there was always the the possibility that the second half people might sit. But I didn't think that Dallas in that spot would have lost that game, right? And Or lost in that fashion. And that's where I was dead wrong. And to your point, you know, what do you make of that team this week going into wild card? You know, well, this is wild card Monday for them uh, when they had such a shit week last week. Yeah, it's. I don't know what to do with them. This is. It's probably the toughest game to pick. I I did hear some crazy. Did you hear the grass stat? No. The real the real grass stat. That I did not. Dallas is one in four, maybe, or one in one in five on grass this year. Really? That's odd. yeah. I'll tell you right now because I I got to get the stat correct because it it. it it totally changed my – and then they were saying That kind of feels like dumb luck, though. You know, like, I don't know how much stock I put into that. Like, why would they be worse on grass? Because they're slower. And then they're talking about one in four on grass this season. And they're talking about how Tampa is going to leave the grass longer. It was it was kind of funny. Oh. But, like, you know. Yeah, that kind was of funny, really a stretch. Kind of kind of – you know, who knows? You know, Brady's deflated balls before. Yeah, that's right. You know, He'll do anything, right? He'll do anything for a, another championship. I hate deflated balls. I, I think right now, when it comes to Dallas, I, you're really looking at, can you look in your crystal ball or your magic eight ball or whatever, you know, future you know, predictive thing that you have 
and be able to tell what Dallas team you're going to get. And because I I think that if you get the same version that seems to you know fall in big spots, that this is going to be a cakewalk for Tampa Bay. So then you got to weigh that against. All right, well, what happens if they actually do come to play? Can Tampa compete against that? Right, and I don't know. Like I, I think Tampa might be able to compete in both. In both cases, I mean, but pa- the Tampa Bay is not. The fact that Tampa Bay is a home team in this game is laughable. I mean, they're so bad. Uh, Tampa's defense. Tampa's defense is okay. You know, Tampa defense. You know, they're the better of the of, of the two. But the Cowboys' defense is the best of the bunch, right? Two DVOA. Um, but I mean, you know, you. I would, think the game comes. The game comes down to whether or not. Tampa's defense can slow Dallas's offense. That's what it comes down to. Uh, Tampa's going to score. Tampa. Tampa's going to score. You're not going to hold. You're not going to hold Evans and Godwin and Fournette and White and Otten and Tom Brady to zero points in the playoffs. It's not going to happen. Well, you're not going to hold them to zero points. But I mean, can you? You know, are you sure they're going to go off? I mean, yes. I, I don't think that you're going to get a bad performance out of Brady. I know a lot of people have talked this week about, you know, Brady throwing in a, st- a stinker and this is his last game and all that. I, I don't know. I, I don't see that. I don't know why. He always seems to rise to the occasions. And, you know, throughout the season, although he's been yelling at his linemen and he's had bad games here and there, I mean, he's pulled out a couple of his games all on his own. So, I, you know, I, I, like you said, this is a tif- difficult one to predict because what are you going to get with the Cowboys? I, I don't know. I, I'm going with Bucks, and I'm, I'm pretty happy about getting plus 120 money line for them. I, I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs at home. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, especially with Mike McCarthy. I'm, I'm on board with you. It, it is an insanely tough pick. Benefit of this game, though, is that it's on Monday night. So if you want to do correlated parlays, and you know, at, at two and a half, I guess you could probably well the T's will probably push it in one way, right? It, the T's would ultimately make the Bucks uh, what negative eight and a half point. Um, but because it's Monday night game, you could do a lot of other stuff and then have this game sit out there and try to figure out a way to hedge in some way, shape, or form to cover yourself and get yourself out of the fact that it's a tough game to pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think you're gonna get very, very, very good value on Tampa. And as you stated, you're there's no this isn't like a joke spread, right? This is like Two and a half points. They're getting two and a half points at home. You know what I mean? Like this. Well, is, this is this. This is a legit game. Uh, it's a playoff matchup. Uh, well, you can't Dallas make the is, Bucks the favorite, right? If you made the Bucks a favorite, the money would all be on Dallas. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's 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 perfect. It's a legit spread. Like it's it's what it's supposed to be at this point. And and Cowboys anything more than three and a half, and you just probably just see everybody. Yeah, anything on Tampa. over the field, right? Anything over the field goal, they're going the other way. So they made they made a pretty good line. I think honestly, if 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 and when the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, we may or may not see a little bit of a, a 
some sort of controversy come the offseason about what direction that team is going. Uh, well, it, it, as soon as they lose, it's going to be, you know, is Peyton coming here? Is McCarthy out? Et cetera, et cetera. That, that would, that's going to be the first one. Because they've had him pegged to, you know, they've had Peyton pegged to Dallas for years and years and years. Going back to the story that we talked about with the LeBron James trade. Uh, well, not the LeBron James, but the, uh, the Anthony Davis trade, which uh, sounds like it's submarine to trade for Peyton to, from New Orleans to Dallas because the owner who owns both the Pelicans and the Saints did not want to screw over the town and trade both uh, Davis and Peyton in the same year. So um, that's what you will hear about if the Cowboys end up losing. So we're both going to be on the Bucks on this one, uh, and that's going to be Monday night ESPN. You'll get to hear the great, uh, the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman, along with uh, Joe Buck uh, at uh, 8 and change on Monday. So um, that leaves us the rest of the slate, and we will start back on Saturday night, or Saturday. This is going to be the 4 o'clock Fox game, 49ers hosting the Seahawks. 49ers are nine and a half point favorite here. 42 is the over under. Sharps are on the Seahawks. The tickets at 68% are on the 49ers. And the money pool is split. So here, uh, I'll kick this one off. I, nine and a half points. I am ultimately, I, I think now, I had it marked off here. I was thinking about San Francisco as my best bet. Now you're talking about rain. I think I'm going to take the Seahawks here on the nine and a half points. Oh no, 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 no! I'm going to take San Francisco. I, I didn't mean don't don't take San Francisco. I meant no. I, be I, careful. Oh no, I know. I, I just nine and a half points is a lot of points, and I didn't I, I I didn't like it originally. And then you know you're looking at the the breakdowns. I mean the 49ers are 49ers and Bills are the best two right now. DVOA 49ers are one on defense, six on offense. Bills are four on defense, two on offense. You know, I, the Seahawks are the complete. They're 14th on offense, 21st on defense. So what are they going to do to be able to, you know, stick with the 49ers here? You know, I mean, you're going to hope for, what, Geno Smith to make some make some moves here? DK Metcalf, who's had a really kind of lackluster year, no? Uh, Yeah, he hasn't been that great. I had him in a couple leagues. He's He didn't do as much as he... Was as much as we hope, but you can't really expect too much when Geno Smith's the quarterback. I I know he did okay, but he's still yeah, Geno Smith. Big 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 receivers make big plays, and from watching, I, I didn't watch that much uh, Seahawks games, Seahawks football this year. I watched a little bit, and like I don't know, Metcalf just never impressed me. Just did not impress me for a guy who's supposed to be, you know, I mean, number one wide receivers are all the rage right now in the NFL, right? It's quarterbacks and number one wide receivers and cornerbacks. So um, I just didn't see it out of him. Uh, it's still at that, I don't know, nine and a half points is a lot. Um, K-9, now, now Walker was uh, battling injury this year, right? Because I saw his name was on the uh, injured list. Uh, I he's, saw on McCaff- the li- he's on the list every week. Yeah, I saw McCaffrey's on the list too. Um, and this I'll, I'll double back to this game later in the gambling section because due to the injuries, uh, I, I took a little stab at a, a, a same-game player parlay, player prop parlay. Um, so, but SGP. Yeah, you betcha. 
and uh, and I'll I'll touch on it because it's going to be one of the one of my bets. Um, but so I'm going to go with the Seahawks, thinking that it's too many points. Those points don't scare you, so you're going to ultimately end up taking San Francisco. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Um, yes. And so then we will flip over to Sunday, the one o'clock game. Odd, uh, it's going to be the Bills uh, and the Dolphins on Fox, not on CBS. So the Bills will be hosting, and they'll be favored by 13 points now. 43.5 is the over-under. Sharps are going to come in on the Dolphins. Why? Because everybody is on the Bills. The 74% of the tickets, 87% of the money currently on Buffalo. Uh, you know, 13, and a point, 13 points, is it too much? Is it just too much? I, I mean, you're, you're betting against Skylar Thompson. You know, like, what, what's that kid going to do? I have no clue. It's an impossible spot for the Dolphins to be in here. Uh, I, I, I did take the Bills in the 13 points, even though it is almost two touchdowns. I, I just, I, I don't see what the Dolphins can do here. Right? I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing a playoff fantasy league and. You essentially have to take, I guess there's 10 starters, and if I, if I'm sorry, there's 12 starters, and I guess there's 14 teams in the playoffs, and the Dolphins were actually one of the teams I left out. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody on that team producing anything this week. No, and, and you have injuries on top of it, right? You know, Hill had to leave last week. Uh, there's no quarterback. Hill has an ankle injury. Waddle has an ankle injury. Two is in the concussion protocol. Bridgewater, their backup is, has a broken, whatever. Uh, 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 what's the, the dude? Mostert broke his, yes, dislocated and broke his thumb. So you're talking, you're essentially four starters are all hurt. Right. And then you have have the tackle Armstead who came in from New Orleans and he didn't practice on Wednesday. Yeah, I I don't... Fuck, dude. I don't know. 13 and a half is a lot. I mean, you're talking two touchdowns, so who knows? I I mean, I would have fucking loved this at nine and a half. Yeah, well, fortunately... In my teasers, I did jump in on Buffalo early at the ten and a half, and I was able to get the tease in. Now it's at thirteen, which kind of screws that up. But yeah, I, I mean, I liked it a little bit more at ten. But does the three extra points scare you away? Does a backdoor cover? I don't know. I, I mean, what are the Dolphins going to do in this spot? It's going to be really tough. Well, not nine and a half to thirteen and a half is a touchdown. It's a touchdown. It's you know it's four points. You need to to cover that four points. You need another touchdown. So yeah, that's a know, big it, that's a big fucking swing. It's a big swing, but you think about it in this regard: like, how are the Dolphins going to score? I don't, I don't know. Right. Jeff Wilson, like, I, I guess. I mean, I I think the only the only hope that you have for the Dolphins covering this is that the Bills throttle down a little bit in the second half. They're going to run it. They're going to try and run the, and remember, run the game away. you know, Hamlin's going to be probably, I mean, he's back at home. They'll probably, if they don't have him at the game, which I think it might be difficult because I don't think he, I think he's still at least home-ridden or bed-ridden. But, I mean, they'll probably have some kind of, like, 
FaceTime or some kind of video introduction with him. I, you know, I mean, it, it's going to be a huge game, and it's just going to be uh, too much for the Dolphins. So I, I'm on the Bills. Um, you're going to take the 13 too. I think, yeah, I, I, I'm hard pressed to believe the Dolphins can do anything. Maybe they get a long bomb for like they did with Waddle and and Hill, but I don't know. I don't. It, the weather's supposed to be clear. It's going to be cold. I just don't believe in Skylar Thompson, so no, I'm going to go with the Bills. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. So that is the 1 o'clock Sunday game. The 4 o'clock Sunday game is going to feature the Vikings hosting the Giants. This one on CBS. Vikings currently a three-point home favorite. The over-under in this one is the biggest of the weekend. They are looking at 48 points. So they're looking to dial it up in terms of points. Right now, the Sharps have not taken a lean. 53% of the tickets are on the Giants, so just a small favoritism there. But 91% of the money is on the Giants. So, I mean, it looks as though everybody thinks the Giants are taking this or the Vikings are just going to squeak by. I mean, do you think that it's going to be this close? And granted, the Vikings have frustrated Vegas because they have covered a lot of this stuff, but then they ended up coming back down to earth the second half of the year here. You know, the Vikings win a close game. Do they lose outright? Is there any chance that they blow the Giants out? I took the Giants. Ah, man. Why? Uh... Because they made it through the season as a team that found ways to stay in games. Fantastically coached. Brian Dable has been everything he was billed to be. He is a great coach. He has gotten, you know, should he be the coach of the year? You're going to make a, you know, a push for the production of the Eagles, you know, um, who else? You know, maybe Campbell with the second half. You know, saving Grace Tomlin also with, uh, you know, his performance, even though they didn't make the Steelers, didn't make the playoffs. But Dable has really probably done the most with the least. He's had no wide receivers all year. None. Uh, Yeah. He has definitely done this with nothing. But even with that said, you just have no faith in the Vikings here. Like, this is a big spot, a big big playoff game. This is where big players come and show their shit. And I just think that Jefferson's going to have a monster game. Yeah, I don't I don't see anybody on the Giants that can match up with him. No. Uh but at the same time, it's just that's just one player. I I I really don't think no faith in I, Dalvin I watched, Cook. I, he's he's going to be fine. He'll he'll just he'll get his. Listen, I watched Green Bay absolutely dismantle that team. Granted, it was in Green Bay in the cold. Yeah, that wasn't even close. That that was that was ridiculous. I I just I couldn't believe how bad the Vikings actually were in that game. They're low is as low as could be. Right, like I mean, they, you've never seen a low like they're low before. Right, like they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. That's how low it could be. So, but I mean, they oh, just man. they just blow up, dude. Do you think that the Giants whole, win because the Vikings blow up, or because the Giants play well? 
Oh, no, I think it's just going to be a shootout. I don't think either defense is going to stop the other offense. Wow, so you think it's actually the Giants are actually going to go toe-to-toe offensively with them? I think Barkley's probably going to have the best game of the best game of his year. Wow, because they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna sugarcoat him at all in this game. They're gonna, if he breaks an ankle in this game, or he tears a hamstring, he's still going to play. Like they're going to burn him out in uh, this game. That that's crazy. I, I watch the Giants and I I just see it completely differently. I, I mean, they have just had so many things go in their favor week in and week out. They're um, fucking backups. Almost beat the starters of Philadelphia. I, I mean, they f- they fought hard. I, I mean, they definitely. I mean, get, well, and and Hertz was Hertz was injured, and they really didn't play him all that much. Um, they really reeled him, reined him in uh, for that game. But I, you know, I don't really put stock in that. I, I don't know. I just uh, again, I'm a sucker this way, and I know it. Uh, I'm a slap. But I like the short home favorite here with with the Vikings. Uh, I, I don't like the Giants wide receivers. I think they have played above. You can't. You're not supposed to give an opinion on this. You can't because you're a Giants fan. So you have this bias in your mind built in when you go into picking with or against the Giants. This is why father always dad always taught us. I just said father. Dad always taught weird. us. Dad always taught us you don't ever bet with or against your home team. You just don't. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. For the purposes of the podcast, I'm going with the Vikings. I, I, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to get it done on the road. He doesn't have the tools. They do have Saquon Barkley, and I just think that this is a game that Justin Jefferson shines. If Justin Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league, then he should run rough shot over the Giants defense. And the only thing preventing them from covering this spread easily, in my opinion, is if... Kirk Cousins just stinks up the entire fucking Metrodome. Well, it's not even the Metrodome now, right? Well, uh, I forgot the name of the fucking stadium. I should know, but whatever. Uh, I'll think yeah. about it by the end of the uh, podcast, but whatever. Um, it, it, Kirk Cousins would be the reason, right? At least that's what I... That, Probably, yep. That would be how they, they lose it. Oh, that would be the reason that the Giants win handily. I, I really, you're, I think you're underestimating how bad both these defenses are. I think it's uh, it's a bank. It's a bank. Uh, What's the over under? The Vikings. The Vikings stadium is a bank. Uh, U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank. That's what the fuck it is. Um, what's the What's the over under? Forty eight. I mean, they're expecting points in this one. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, we're going to be on opposite ends of that one. I'm taking the Vikings. You're taking the Giants. So that leaves us with one game left, and that is going to be Sunday night football. Where the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be taking on the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens of Baltimore. It is going to be a nine and a half point spread in favor of Cincinnati at home. Forty and a half is the over under. The Sharps like the Bengals, and 73% of the tickets like the Bengals, which is weird that you see the Sharps and tickets on the same side. And then the money is kind of split, but it's a little bit in favor of Baltimore at 54%. So, I, I mean, this is kind of similar to the Dolphins, maybe just not as bad. Like, what do the Ravens do in this spot? Uh, well, they're going to have to count on their defense making some massive plays. 
I mean, the defense is I, good. It's seven DVOA, uh, you know, versus ba- Bengals offense, which is four. Bengals are so incredibly good and so talented and have so much going for them. I don't think they're going to lose this game. I do, however, believe that the Ravens' defense will keep them in the game. Do you think that the Ravens' defense is going to keep them in the game and be able to cover that 9.5 points? I'll tell you this. If, if the Ravens find a way, I don't know why they didn't do it all season long until the last game of the year, but if they find – or the second-to-last game – if they find a way to keep J.K. Dobbins and Mark Andrews involved in the game, those two dudes are pretty hard to stop. So regardless of how good Cincinnati's defense has been recently, nobody can stop Mark Andrews. Everybody knows he's you know top three in the league in, as a tight end. I don't know why they didn't throw the ball to him until week 17. Uh, but... If they can do that, this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I I think what what worries me with Cincinnati is actually the opposite side of the ball. Now I do agree with you that Dobbins has played well since he had the knee uh, the knee surgery and has come back. Uh, you know Andrews, you know he's always there. He hasn't had a spectacular year, but their quarterback situation again has been you know flip flopping because. Jackson has been hurt now for I don't know how many he hasn't practiced in uh, you know how many weeks now it's like I no the even if the the only time he'll play is if they get to uh, the AFC Championship yeah but I'm I'm just saying you know Andrews's performance has been impacted by the fact that they just haven't had a, a steady quarterback now or, or they haven't had their original offense as designed in quite a while so but what, yeah but that doesn't matter like you go if if you. Pick a name. Pick a quarterback and put him on the Minnesota Vikings. Who who are you going to fucking throw the ball to? Pick a quarterback. Put him on the Kansas City Chiefs. Who are you going to throw the ball to? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Yeah, but you, you but that um this is specifically focused on Baltimore. That Baltimore offense was designed three years ago specifically around Lamar Jackson. That's how they had it designed, and that's how they've, you know, because when they go to a quarterback, a backup, they got to go to, like, Huntley, right? Because they need somebody that can perform in a similar vein as Lamar Jackson where there is a scrambling threat along with a rushing threat along with, you know, some kind of arm. Which is, you know, and it's difficult to replace that when that person is gone. And so that that's what I'm referring to when I'm you know I'm saying the offense. I agree with you. You like yeah you know like you take a quarterback, you throw him in the offense. They're going to throw to Jefferson Jefferson. They're going to throw to you know Tyreek Hill. You know they're going to throw to the big name people. I you know the Ravens don't really have them, but you're saying throw it to Andrews, right? You know I mean right. Give them give them fifteen fucking targets a game. See what happens. Yeah, I I don't know. I just I, I think what scares me about the Cincinnati not covering nine and a half is actually Cincinnati's offense, which while it's great, their line is crazy fucked up right now. Right. Kappa. I don't think Kappa is going to play. Collins is out for the year. Right. And those were like two big pieces that they were trying to piece together. And, you know, in the beginning of the year, one of the difficulties they were having was that their line play wasn't great. Right. And so now Mm -hmm. we're back in a spot where their line is banged up. 
And so how does that impact Mixon? How does that impact Burrow and, and his, you know, his time in the pocket? Um, you know, Higgins, I, I don't think Higgins played. He's battling a hip injury, I think. I don't know if he practiced on Wednesday or not, but I know I'd seen him on the injury reports. Um, you know, that that's what scares me for the nine and a half points. I think that the Bengals as a win is a lock. Money line in. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. I just don't know about the nine and a half. I did take Cincinnati in the nine and a half, but I'm not confident in it at all. I took Baltimore. You took Baltimore. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it feels like the smarter of the two bats. Just a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I mean, it's a lot. It, it's kind Roquan, of like, Roquan Smith cha- and just drastically changed that offense. Defense, you mean? Uh, yes. Defense, well, and, and he got paid, right? So, I, I mean, yeah, but it's funny because you kind of compare the 9.5 here with the Ravens versus the 9.5 with the Seahawks. You don't feel the same way with the Seahawks because you don't like their defense. Or do you like the offense or you just don't like both sides of the ball? I, I don't like their defense. Okay. Because, I mean, they're kind of like same, you know, home team, favored by 9.5. Injuries, you know, on either side. Seahawks are probably healthier than the Ravens are, comparatively speaking. You know, but you'd like the 49ers to cover, but the Ravens to cover theirs. I, I don't I don't think anybody right now can stop the 49ers. I, I don't. I, I don't. I can't. I, there isn't one team in the league, I think, that can play on both sides of the ball as well as San Francisco is right now. Well, I I am not going to argue with you because they are a good team. I will say that it is a take, and this is not a knock on you, so don't react negatively when I say it. It is a take I am so sick and tired of fucking hearing. It is the, it is the number one take across NFL content generation is the San Francisco is the greatest team ever minus you know a quarterback that hasn't been stable the whole year. I mean, it has been everybody. I mean, I, I I hear Aikman say it every year, every week. I hear every podcast talk about it. And again, this is not about you. It's just like that. That is the take that every. I mean, you should just hand over the Lombardi to San Francisco based on how much that I've heard that take so far. Well, we all know that's it's not that easy. You know, they they might be the best team on tape. Doesn't mean they're going to be the best team on Sunday. I I mean. No, I mean, for sure. I mean, that's why they play the games. Um, yeah. All right, so you're going to take the Ravens in 9.5. I'm going to take the Bengals. And so that brings us to our gambling. So let's go. We had picks here. Let's do them up here. Best bet, who do you got? Chargers. I went with the Chargers as well. So the two of us both took the Chargers. There's obviously no super contest because the season is over. So we have parlays. And I am unsure what to do. Obviously, the Chargers was my best bet. Then I'm going to throw in Minnesota. And then I've got Cincinnati and Tampa Bay. I don't know which one to do, but I think I'm going to do Tampa Bay and the money line because that would work out really well. So for me, it's going to be the Chargers, the Vikings, and Tampa Bay money line for my parlay. Uh, for my parlay, I pick San Francisco, the Chargers, and the Bucks. The Chargers and the Bucks. Okay. Well, that's San Fran, right? We just talked about this. You like that line. Yes. So. Yeah. And Bucks to win or Bucks with the two and a half? Uh, no, that's just Bucks with the two and a half. All right. 
So then we go to teasers, and teasers, this is where, like, there was a lot of stuff that you could have done this week, same as last week. Um, I was looking at a whole bunch of different lines, uh, 49ers down to 3.5, uh, Chargers the other way to 3.5 so that the Jaguars would have to win by more than a field goal, uh, the Bengals down to 3.5, the Cowboys through the line to 3.5, where similar to the Chargers, the Bucks would have to win by more than a field goal. And then on the other side, you could jack the Giants up to nine points. The Vikings do not win, a, you know, a game's going away. So nine points is way different than three. And then you can look at the Ravens at 15 and a half is what I was looking at as well. Because, I mean, to your point, I mean, you, you don't like the nine and a half points. 15 and a half points is a ton of points. Um, and so I didn't know necessarily what to do. Uh, I definitely am going to take uh, San Fran and bring that down to three and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers, not Chargers, uh, the Bengals, bring the Bengals down to three and a half, and then I'm stuck. I don't know what to do with this other one. Uh, Bills at seven, Giants at nine, Ravens at fifteen and a half. I don't know. Uh, I guess I- I'm going to do Buffalo in the seven. Uh, I you know seven points is a lot, but man, Buffalo probably should walk away with this one. Uh, for my teaser, I did San Francisco, Buffalo, New York, and Baltimore. So, like it's San Francisco down to three, Buffalo down to seven, New York up to nine, and Baltimore up to fifteen. Oh, so just like the legs that I was talking about, the 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 Giants and the Ravens, you jack those up, and they're pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's really big. Yeah, so, I mean, the Cincy one you don't like, you just like it the other way. Yes, correct. Cincinnati by three, yeah. I mean, it's probably, I mean, are they really going to open it up and destroy the Ravens? I don't know. Uh, Now, I'm sticking with what I'm doing. Cincinnati, Buffalo, San Francisco for me, and then San Francisco, Buffalo, New York, and Baltimore for you. So, next up, prop bets. What do you like this week? My top one is Eckler to have a total of rushing and receiving yards over 92 and a half yards. Well, we talked about Eckler earlier in the pod, and he has had a great year. Uh, that's a big number, but you're looking at both combined yardage. So I definitely uh, I definitely could see that. I like that. Is there anything else that you were looking at? Uh, I do. I have a bunch of others that I'm going to bet. So Okay, so we'll get that, to it in the bet section. My, yeah, that's just my number one. All right, well, I am going to ultimately end up taking, uh, I think I'm going to go Elijah Mitchell over 49 and a half yards rushing. I originally was looking at Purdy and 226 and a half over that passing yardage. The weather kind of scares me a little bit. Um, Mitchell, you know, they ran him last week, only a couple of runs. He had two touchdowns and 50 yards. McCaffrey being a little banged up, uh, you know, maybe if the game ends up being a runaway, maybe they feature Mitchell a little more. Maybe they try to use McCaffrey more as uh, not a decoy, but out in the pass game, uh, opening up things for Mitchell on the inside. I think there's a lot of things that could could be done with Mitchell now that he's back and healthy. And Mitchell, when he is healthy, is pretty explosive. So I'll take the 49 and a half as uh, as his over. Um, other things I was looking at, like I said, Purdy was the other one, but then also uh, Herbert and Cousins, both over one and a half touchdowns. I was also looking at those two things as my props. So now, without further ado, 
It's time for our gambling. Let's cash it in. What do you got going? Where's your bankroll at? It's about 8,000 8, something, right? No, 76.25. 76.25. Okay, I am uh, just above 10,000, the initial uh, entry. I'm at uh, 10,500. You're at 76.25. So what are you going to do here as we uh, enter playoff gambling territory? So I'm going to do 500 to win 1,100 on the box money line. I'm going to do 500 to win 1,000. On the Chargers with the two and a half okay. points. That was your best bet. I'm gonna do, Mine as well. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do a money line parlay with the Niners, the Bills, the Giants, and the Bengals. So I'm going to use the Giants there to, to jack up the odds a little bit. And that money line will go uh, f- for three to one. So 500 to win 2,000. Then by teaser, I'm going to use the same four teams. San Francisco, Buffalo, New York, and Baltimore. I mean, I'm going to use the same four games, but I'm going to use Baltimore instead of the Bengals, and I'm going to jack that up to 15. Okay. So I got San San Fran at three, Buffalo at seven, uh, the Giants getting nine, and Baltimore uh, getting 15. And then I have a bunch of different prop bets. I have offense, and I have IDP. So for my offensive props, I got Eckler, over the 92.5 rushing and receiving combined. Yep, and that's what we just talked I, about. I got Geno Smith under 230 passing yards. <laughs> that's a good one right there. I got uh, Elijah Mitchell over 40.5 rushing yards. Okay, yeah. The 49.5 uh, that I have is uh, is an alt rushing uh, is an alt rushing line. That's why it, mine, mine and yours differ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I got Jamar Chase seventy six and a half under because I think they're probably going to shadow him and double him, and I think they're going to have to have Higgins and Boyd win that game for them. Um, then my IDPs, I got. I'm going to do a fifty dollar par. Those were all fifty to win a hundred. I'm going to do a fifty dollar four team IDP parlay to pay out five sixty. And that's going to be uh, Cody Barton, eight and a half tackles over. Drew Tranquil, eight and a half tackles under. Okay. Terrell Edmonds, seven and a half tackles over. And Logan Wilson, seven and a half tackles over. Wilson's had a monster end of the year. He has thrown up numbers left and right. Yeah, like three or four games. Yeah, well, I mean, big though. Um, I yeah, mean, they were like really well big. Um, all right, so you got money kind of like all over the place. Well, uh, how much do you actually have on the line when you add it all up? 2500 Wow. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, as for me, uh, I am not. I'm, I'm only going to have about 1000 on the line this week. Uh, like I said, I'm at 10500 I am going to go back to the teasers, which is where I, I have made my money back. Uh, last week, again, I kind of screwed myself. I should have talked about it uh, where I should have, you know, I had Dallas lined up right there, and then I should have just said about taking cashing out on the Washington line. That would have saved me. But as it is, I'm still above the initial entry. Uh, I am going to keep going teasers. Cincinnati, San Fran, and Buffalo. So, again, Cincinnati making them the short home favorite. San Fran making them the short home favorite. And then Buffalo, I only get it down to seven. I don't like it. But then again, I, I, don't, I really don't like the Dolphins' chances here on the road. 
And so I will put 500 in on that for 1300 as a return. And then I am going to do uh, you know, a, a parlay of all different kinds. So, well, not all different kinds, but a bunch of uh, teams. But I'm going to use money lines and spreads. And so San Francisco money line, San Francisco wins. Buffalo money line, Buffalo wins. Cincinnati money line, Cincinnati wins. And then Minnesota minus the three. So those four, and then I'm going to throw one last one on, and that's going to be Tampa Bay money line. So the hope here is that I can slowly, with each game, mark it off, net it, and then been left with you know four of five for Monday night and decide on whether or not I want to cash out or not. You know, if I end up cashing out on the Cincinnati-San Francisco-Buffalo teaser, uh, maybe I just cash out on that parlay and, and take whatever's offered to me. Um, you know, that, that's my thinking. I, I mean, maybe if I – will I win? Uh, no, the Cincinnati one will conflict with the uh, initial uh, the initial uh, tease. So uh, the only one I'll have to do is this uh, parlay with Tampa Bay where I'll get to see if I, uh, if I can cash out. And then the last thing that I'll do. Oh, and uh, my eldest son has uh, joined us down here. Anthony has uh, come down. I'm on the, the horn with Uncle Lego. I uh, yeah, that's your that's your shirt, and it is clean, so it is good to go. Well, I, I'll get your shirt. He's got a basketball game here in a hot second, so I'll get your shirt. Don't worry about it. We're wrapping up, and I'll be done in like two seconds. So, and I do see he just made a new Star Wars Lego uh, set. It looks like a Tie Interceptor. I think of some sort. So, um, but anyway, back to the gambling. Uh, like I said, I had the one tease at five hundred for thirteen hundred. I had the other parlay at five hundred for three thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. Obviously, if I get th- four of five, or yeah, four of five, and Tampa Bay's on the line, maybe I cash out there. And then the last one is the Mitchell one I was referring to all the way back in the beginning. I am going to do Mitchell same game parlay. Over 49 and a half yards rushing and a touchdown, anytime touchdown, and 100 for 700 there. What do you think about the the Mitchell individual same game parlay prop? Uh, if it rains, I think it's a great. Like it's windy and rainy, I think that's a great prop because they're going to move the ball. He's going to definitely score a touchdown. He's just got to get the yards. 70, 7 to 1 on your money. I mean, that's a solid return right there for a player prop. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It really just depends on how banged up McCaffrey is, too, because they could just they sometimes they just fucking feed him the ball all game long. Yeah, but I, I mean, are they going to do that if they don't need to? You know, that that's my other no. question, right? Like, if you were to utilize all your assets, you'd probably favor using Mitchell more than McCaffrey to salvage McCaffrey down the line, right? So, I mean, for all those reasons, that's why I ended up siding uh, with Mitchell, and that was my other prop bet. So. Uh, I don't know. It should be exciting, uh, exciting weekend of playoff football. Well, I shouldn't say it's exciting. Are you, I, do you think there'll be good games? I think there's going to be some stinkers. I just said that because that's what everybody always says when they talk about football. <clears throat> Fucking stupid. I should sh- shoot one. Well, then you know, I should uh, punch myself in the face. But you I think, I gonna think it's going to be a yeah. I think it's going to be a great week. Yeah, man. I I'll tell you the Sunday I think could be a snoozer. Right, I mean those Sunday games. You've got the the snooze fest with the Dolphins Bills. Then you got Vikings Giants, which I mean I guess might be the good game. And then Bengals Ravens. You're expecting a little bit more out of that Bengals Ravens game than I am. 
Uh, yes, I am. I Dude, Pizza Hut melts? This shit looks incredible. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it. Uh, anyway, like I said, I, I got my uh, oldest that's got to go to his basketball game. So, with that, we will punch out. Chris, I will talk to you this weekend. All the best to our two listeners. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Adios. Peace.